Welcome to the Fresh Takes on the Future of Work podcast. We are focused on fresh perspectives from business and HR leaders about the future of work. Fresh is an acronym for freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity, and happiness. Values core to operating in the future of work. We'll tie back to these while exploring interesting stories and actionable ideas. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jess Pagoni, co-founder and CEO of Luna. We are a technology platform that helps leaders attract and retain top talent by offering scalable flexibility and choice to employees. Our guest today is Lindsay Gordon. Lindsay is a career coach for analytically-minded people and has spent the last six years helping people stop doing what they think is right in their career and really starting to do what's right for them. More than 50% of the people who come to her think they need to quit their job and end up staying and reinvesting in their role because they're finally clear and confident about what matters to them. Lindsay's been featured in Business Insider, Thrive Global, the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, and was named one of Forbes' Next 1000 for 2021. Lindsay, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Before we jump into our questions today, can you tell us a little bit about your coaching business? Yes. So I call myself a career coach for analytically minded people because I have an engineering degree, which is quite unusual in this space, but it means that I bring a lot of structure and practicality and frameworks and spreadsheets to this question of how do I know what job is going to be a good fit for me? And I mostly work with people who have been 10 or more years in one company, and they are asking themselves this question of, is it time for me to make a change? I love it. I especially love the shout out to spreadsheets as an analytically minded (laughs) person. Yes, framework, spreadsheets, it is all so helpful for creating that clarity that that I'm sure you're affording to your clients. So. Super awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about your perspectives on the future of work. In our show, we ask the same five questions to everyone. So uh, I think we can go ahead and jump right into the first one. You ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. How do you, Lindsay, define the future of work? I think about it as potential. So, so many people that I work with tell me that one of the things that's really missing for them in work and in life is feeling like they're living up to their potential. And it's not in a stressful way in like a a predefined, you know, I have to save the world and do a lot, but it's, it's potential for whatever means to them. And so far they haven't found a job that really fits that. So I think there's such a big opportunity to align people's potential with their work in the future and have people feeling really engaged and really contributing in a way that's important to them. I've never heard it described in quite that way. Uh, that's fascinating and really interesting to reflect on that. When, when you feel less than, when you feel like you aren't able for whatever reason to lean into your potential, that's a terrible feeling and can obviously result in things like discontent and disengagement. So I I really appreciate that framing of 
when when people can live to, up to their potential, or if we create a world where that's a possibility, then that is the future of work. That's really cool. Thank you for Thank sharing. You. So if you had a magic wand, I'm handing one to you right now. What yes. what is what is the one thing you would personally want to see change about work life? I would immediately give everybody the ability to communicate effectively about what they need to feel engaged at work. There would be better conversations as an employee. There would be better conversations as a manager. Everybody would be able to get into the right fit for them because of how effectively they're able to communicate what's important to them. And part of that in what I've discovered in my work is that we have to identify that for ourselves. Because if we have no idea what we're looking for and what's going to help us live up to that potential, then there is absolutely no way that we can convey it to somebody else. So I'm going to have people, you know, really get clear about what they need and then be able to have the best conversations with their manager, their leadership, their people around them to be able to get into those jobs that are a good fit. All right. Everyone's an effective communicator. How the world might change as a result. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And and you're you're so right that often people just don't know what they want to communicate, which is and if you mm. don't stop and and really reflect, then you do say the wrong things or agree to things you don't want to really agree to without mm. even intending to because you're just kind of going along in that process. And it's so interesting to me because I hear from clients that oftentimes people's managers are asking and they're like, Hey, we know you're not really in the right fit, or we know that things aren't as good as they could be. What do you want? How can I help you? And people feel so much shame and guilt and embarrassment that they can't answer that question because they're like, Oh, it's such an easy question. You know, I should be able to answer this. My manager is even asking me. So I think that's something we don't talk about enough is that that question can actually create a lot of guilt and embarrassment for people when they can't answer it. Yeah. I, and I think, I think the managers themselves have good intentions, but maybe that's the wrong question to be asking that it's, uh, instead, you could maybe say, I notice you really like this type of activity. Is this something you'd want to do more of in the future? Like maybe that's a different way in to think. I'm, I'm trying to think about how do you how do you combat that now in the absence of your magic wand coming? Right. <laughs> so good. All right. So for with regards to fresh takes, so freedom, resourcefulness, empathy, simplicity and happiness. Which, which of those do you see as most pressing right now uh, as it relates to the future of work and that evolving employer-employee dynamic? I think that resourcefulness is going to be so important as we look at how we re-engage our talent and especially people who have been at the company for 10 or more years, your really long-term talent. I think it's going to require a lot of creativity, I think it's going to require these clear and direct conversations that I want to create for the world. I think it's going to require continued commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, accessibility. So I think there's a lot that we can do with resourcefulness, with creativity to figure out how to re-engage people, especially in this wild moment that we are in. 
uh, where we might not have all the resources that we would ideally like. So we have to get really resourceful about supporting people and helping them get reengaged. Are you seeing any ways that that's starting to happen now, or are you more so finding that your, your clients or the people you interact with are saying, I wish there was more creativity. I wish there was opportunity for more resourcefulness. What, what yeah. would you say is, is most relevant today? I think I see a balance of both. I've definitely had clients who say like, you know, I have had an opportunity to be flexible and work from home more. And it's really worked for my family. And now I'm getting the hard line that we have to be back in the office for five days a week, starting whenever it is. Um, So that's kind of on one side, but on the other side, I think I have seen flexibility and and creativity and people finding ways to, to say like, actually, no, this does work for me right now. And, you know, you mentioned in the beginning, more than 50% of people who work with me don't actually end up quitting. And really what I am giving them is clarity, confidence, and the ability to communicate effectively. And, you know, from a company's perspective, that's not requiring a lot of resources. That's not requiring big changes to the work that they're doing. So I think from my perspective, there's so much that you can do, even with just the individual's mindset, that would be so easy to implement um, and to help people feel better about where they are and the choices they're making. So how do you think managers, you know, any, any people leader out there, can best navigate the months ahead and, and be resourceful and, and really think about um, what leadership means yeah. in the new now. Uh, yeah, that's right. The, the now keeps changing about what the now is. But <laughs> yes, yeah. I think the, the thing I would tell managers is to help their direct reports focus on what I like to call deeply unsexy results. <laughs> So there is so much pressure. (laughs) That's right. What does that even mean? There's so much pressure about what our jobs should be, about what we should want out of our career, about whether our meaning and passion and purpose and drive are all going to come from work. And, you know, we also have the narrative of do your passion and all this, all the shiny things, right? So there's all the shiny things, but what I find truly makes a difference for my clients is what I like to call these deeply unsexy results, which is, you know, finally understanding what is important to you in life and how work fits into that. Finally choosing for yourself Yes, work is a place where meaning and drive come from for me, or actually it's not really the main driver for me. I do want to be engaged at work, but really where my drive and purpose and meaning is going to come outside of work. So it's this this simple clarity, you know, it seems really simple and yet it's so profound for people. So I would help them, help managers kind of help their reports think about what are these deeply unsexy results? Um, How can you know more about what works for you? How can you create your own definition of success? Because oftentimes we have these buzzwords that we throw around at work, success, um, recognition, growth. And if we don't know what the definition of those things are for us, we are most likely following some 
either kind of nebulous definition or somebody else's definition. And it's so hard to find fulfillment and happiness using somebody else's definition. So if we can get really clear about what do these words mean for us? What does recognition actually mean for you? So how can we be specific about that? What does growth really mean for you? Is it happening at work? Is it not happening at work? So I think those specifics that feel maybe boring um, are actually really, really meaningful to people. So what you consider deeply unsexy, I consider very sexy. I yes. <laughs> because That's obviously, <laughs> obviously I, I, I run a company focused on personalization uh, in the workspace. So it is that idea that every person has their own unique set of wants and needs and priorities and hobbies and circumstances and the list goes on. But what you're talking about and that managers managers can peel back with their team and say hey what do you really want what's really important to you what what are your values what do you pri- what do you want to prioritize yep all of those things should to use that the bad word um, but <laughs> should help a team a team member be more clear about yeah. where they want to go i love that you use that word should because it's such a slippery slope and you see it that you often can't help but compare yourself to other people. And in the working world, you see like, well, that person's at the same title and the same level as me. So I should be getting promoted at the same time that they're getting promoted. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, wait, like, was that my priority? And is my intent to stay at this level or is my goal to grow faster? And so what you're talking about, I think really will resonate with people that you, we've all probably been there a number yeah. of times saying yeah. like, well, I should be doing this. And then you're like, wait a second. Like, yep. Yep. Sh- should I? And when you, you know, I had a client who was VP of finance and she was, um, her company was like, well, you should want to be CFO and that's kind of the next growth track for you. And her friends and family were also, you know, supporting that. Of, yeah, this is absolutely the next step. Like clearly this is what you should want. And she figured out that that was not the growth track for her. She wants growth in different directions. Directions. She doesn't actually want to be CFO, but to other people, that sounds like, oh, well, why aren't you going for the sexy CFO role? So it's just so interesting that when you get clear for yourself and you are doing the things that are important to you, it feels really good to you, but it can also look like you're you're missing out on that shiny thing to, to the people around you. But that's when you know that you're actually doing the right thing for you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So my final question for you is, what is one company you admire for their fresh take? Rachel Rogers is a woman who runs the business Hello7. And she is creating a world where women, especially Black women and women of color, hold serious financial power. And I have had the pleasure of being in her sphere for a year or two now. And she has such a huge vision of redistributing wealth around the world um, to people with marginalized identities. And I think when I think about that fresh perspective, she is making such a huge impact on freedom, 
on resourcefulness, on happiness by empowering so many small business owners. So I just love getting to highlight kind of small business owners and people that are supporting them because I think that's a huge part of the future of work. I have not heard of Hello 7. Yeah. Hello and, 7. And her book came out last year. It's called We Should All Be Millionaires and definitely check her out. It's <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. We'll make sure we we tag her in in the the show notes and and all the social media too. That's that's awesome. I love I love the vision and mission that you outlined there and thanks for for sharing about Hello 7 here. Absolutely. Lindsay, it's been great to hear your perspectives on the future of work. And um, I'm curious if you could just tell our listeners, how can they, how can they best find you? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, my website is a alifeofoptions.com. And then also would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. If you are somebody who's on LinkedIn, I share a lot of fun client stories and ways to think about your career if you are an analytically minded person. Thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Thanks everyone else for listening in and don't forget to stay fresh.